Hello, everyone. Just waiting for my guests to join me today. How was your Saturday? Um, are you? I send you a request. Are you able to? Can you see the request? I'll cancel it and do it again. Fantastic, and you? Can you, I'm fine. Do you hear me? Yes, I can. You can. hear me now. I can hear you loud and clear. Oh, fantastic. How are you? How is your day? Oh, my goodness. You don't want to know how my day has been, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> but mm. I'm grateful. Always grateful. Always grateful. Oh, fantastic. Oh, wow. Fantastic. It's good to have you here. Good to be here. <laughs> Yeah, so everyone, welcome to our live at Global Sororitas. Today we will be discussing um, transforming society through value-based living. And I've got my guest today. I'm just going to give a, a, a little bit of intro before we start, you know, the conversation. So I'm going to pronounce her name. Just tell me if I'm right or wrong. Izeni Anuge. It works. It works. <laughs> now tell me how it's pronounced. It's Izehi. 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 It's Izehi. It works. Izehi. Izehi Anuge. Okay. Who is a value-based trainer, speaker, and author, um, driven by excellence in every aspect of, of life, um, she lends her expertise in multiple areas of value-based education and learning. She is an author of a children's book series, Captain Excellence, which focuses on triggering a value-based consciousness in children and Gen Z personal and creative excellence. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yes, in children, and she also has a Gen Z personal and creative excellence workbook for teenagers. She's the managing director at Shape a Child and the founder of Inspire Excellence and National Service Excellence Initiative, expressing expertise by creating a value-based framework for institution. Izehi daily acknowledges that value-based sorry, values build character in both individuals, businesses, and nations. And her life's mission is to ensure that millions of young individuals are ingrained from an early age with the values that make for excellent existence and mindset. Fantastic. You know, um, you know I've been following your work for, for a very long time now, I would say, since maybe last year during the pandemic. And I, it, what you are doing really resonates with me because I, I, I admire it, number one. I, I believe it's, it's imperative for us to have a society that is, you know, value-based, you know, because that then kind of have a ripple effect in different aspects of life. So we look at some of the leaders that we have today and, you know, you wonder... You know, how do they make their decisions and what <laughs> is motivating some of the decisions that they've made? So I totally value what you're doing. And, you know, I love you. <laughs> you know, I follow you and I'm, you know, whenever you're on a live, I'm always there because. I know. Yes, I know. <laughs> so, so, you know, no one is born with special values. Um, we are born all in families, communities, and society 
that promote and teach and impart value in us. For example, the Yoruba people have a long tradition of behavior in society. The concept of the word omoluabi clearly demonstrates that, clearly demonstrates that uh, omoluabi is considered a good person of integrated personality, which shows quite well the positive use of the mental, physical, and psychological characteristic of the human person, as well as an ethical rectitude in his or her society. So, you know, this raises a question. If we are a product of our social values, what are these values of our society? What are those values? All right, KG, first of all, I have to say thank you very much for um, having me this evening. You know, you, I love you with all my heart, and I never feel to express that. Thank you so much. Thank you for following me. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for rooting for me. Thank you for showing up at every live event that I have had in the last, um, what, um, seven, eight months. Thank you so much, KG. And more importantly, thank you for sharing the quality of values that, you know, I believe in, because... Um, the conversation around values, I think they have, it's, it's, there's no better time than now to start to have these conversations and we need to have a conversation properly. So without people like you know, yourself and the other many people that follow me and support this course, I don't know, I should have given up three years ago. So thank you so much and to everybody that's going to join and everybody that is actually here right now and the people that will watch it eventually because I'm sure it will rerun. Um, I would like to say thank you for taking our time, making that time out to be with us today because time is very valuable and very precious. So thanks to everybody that you know, has joined us. All right. What I think your question to me is what are current values in the society right now currently? Okay, so, um, you know, I started training in 2016 on values and, you know, once I asked the students, or they were young professionals, I would ask them, you know, what are the values currently in our country? What values do we espouse? Who are we as Nigerians? What are the things that we uphold in Nigeria? And it's, it's, it's interesting that it's a very difficult um, um, question to answer because there's nowhere that this is defined, not in our education sector, not in the um, in um, the family's uh, unit. You know, each family now adopts the personal, the values of the family, or the cultural values. You know, or the societal values. So for now, as a country, definitively, I wouldn't say okay, these are values. But if you go by what is really going on, I'll tell you that the pursuits and the quest for money gets rich at all costs. It's one of our big values, you understand? Then the second value that I see, you know, is prevalent in the society is the um, value of um, self before others, the religion of self. Then you now have the cultural or tribal religion over the common good. So you find that the values that are currently um, operational in the society are individual based. My, me, 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 my community, my people. So you see someone going to office and he's not employing people based on meritocracy. Rather, he's employing people based on who he knows and how he can extend wealth to his family, to himself, to, to, extend, and to his family members, rather than to how employing them based on merit. You understand? It's just not based on merit. It's just based on who I know. So the values that I would say is prevalent, they're prevalent in this country. It's just... Uh, me, myself, and I, which is clearly detrimental to the whole society. But if anybody thinks that there's something different about the society or that we have a strong value that we say, okay, Nigeria, this is our value, then I'm, I mean, I'm happy to take that. But um, after years of training, speaking with um, the students, the young professionals that I have trained since 2016, I, I really believe that um, the values that, well, it's by default, it's not like it's, it's, it's by omission. It's just a me, self-centered, me-centered, money-centric value. That is what is operational. That's what's driving the way that we're doing things and driving the results that we're also getting as a country. Very, very interesting. Um, because that, beg that beckons the question, why? There must be a reason. And you know, it brings me back to the whole foundation and the foundation of, you know, our foundation is laid as from a very early age. And so 
you know, for you to have this um, perspective and for you to um, run your business and interact with people from this perspective, there must have been a foundation laid. So if you can just tell us a little bit about your upbringing um, so that we can have a, a little bit more insight. Okay. Um, I grew up at a time in Nigeria where things, when things were not, you know, things were very, very different. Extremely mm. different, you know. Um, values were not things that were necessarily institutionalized. When, you know, you, 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 you grew up and church was different. Education was different. Communication was different. Everything was very, very different. So I grew up in that typical uh, Nigeria home that I was born in the 70s. So typical 70s Nigeria. Street parents, they don't tolerate nonsense. They use I to talk to us, happy to slap you for doing wrong. You know, your neighbors corrected you. They beat you in school and definitely, you know, you go to, when they beat me in school, if I do anything wrong, what happens is when I get home, I get a spanking for being, you know, singled out for being beaten in school. So, you know, it was a time when um, espousing values was just natural. It came very natural. We didn't have to make too much of the, of the effort. So that is my background. And particularly, I come from, or I came from a very, very strict background. My dad was, you know, I used to call my house um, in the zoo. And my dad was a zookeeper. It was really, really funny. Because, you know, once he appeared, everybody would fall in line. Once he appeared, everybody would fall in line. And my mom was a great, you know, she was well aligned with my father's purpose. She was well aligned, you know, with what he wanted and desired for his children. And so it, everything was in order. We knew what we were meant to do, when we were meant to do it, we knew how we were meant to do it. You know, there was an order and we never broke rank. And somehow those things became really, really, really embedded, embedded in my siblings and myself. The truth is... Um, Sometimes um, children are born differently. Some of them are born with very strong character traits, and some will have to learn um, certain character traits as they, you know, go along. But ultimately, the first institution in the society is actually the family. But again, the parents are a function of the society. So you know, mm -hmm. there's always that issue of is it the chicken, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Is it the family? Is it the society? Parents are products of the society, but the children, when they come into the world, the first interaction with what the world looks like is the family unit. So at the end of the day, the child's first interaction is with the family. And so whatever the family unit, so a child's first world is his mom, his dad, his sisters, his brothers, his aunts, his uncles. So whatever values, you know, are operational in that house, those are the values that a child will grow up naturally, you know, um, um, espousing or having embedded in him and growing with it. So um, I grew up in a typical Nigerian house, typical street house, typical, you don't go out, you don't just fall out. You can't just go out like that, you know, you can't just do certain things. Everything, there was an order and a structure to everything that we did. We had a time for everything. By six, by the age of six, I was already washing clothes. I remember we had a well at the back of my house. I grew up in Sule, Jalapon Estate, near Census Board. And I remember my mom, she would make my sister and I wake up at 6 in the morning, 6 a.m. in the morning. My sister is a year older than myself, so I'm the second, second child. And, you know, we would be washing clothes. So we would fetch water from the well, you know, and we would wash those clothes. We used to wash from 6 to 8. I hated washing till today. You can't make me wash again. I would not wash for any reason. I hate washing, you know, but it was something that I learned that I had to do. And those things, when I got to secondary school, I also realized that it guided my ability to know as much as I hated it. So when you, are, you have those values embedded in you, it's not about what you like. It's not about, oh, I like it or I don't like it. You see the outcome and the purpose for which you are doing that thing. So, you know, on my page, I continue to drive that. Every value you embed has an outcome. It has an outcome. So um, it was not, when I got to secondary school, of course, there was somebody that was going to wash my clothes for me. I had to wash my clothes myself. As much as I hated to wash clothes, I realized that, you know, it's not about what I hate. It's about what needs to be done. So I grew up in a family setting that helped me to understand that you don't do things because you like them. You do it because it must be done. It's the right thing to do. And there's something that there's a corresponding action or outcome that is coming out you know, from the right choices that you make based on those values. Hmm. 
Yes. The 70s, obviously, was quite a different um, time to what we have now. Absolutely. 20, 20, 20, 2021. There's a lot, you know, we can unpick that. There's, there's a lot that has changed. Um, but I wanted to ask you, you know, has it been difficult to navigate your business relations, personal relationships because of your, because of your approach, um, you know, looking at things from a value-based perspective? Has that created any conflict or challenges for you? And if it has, would you give us an example of it? Well, I'll tell you, it hasn't created any conflict or challenge for me. None. It's my values. Mm. I cannot live beyond, I cannot live outside of my values. So I can't be conflicted because other people have a set of values that they choose to live by. So they do then, I do me. So when people ask, oh, how does it feel being you in a world like this? I ask them, how does it feel being you in the world that you're in? You understand? Mm. I, I don't see it as a conflict. And I have so many examples to draw from. Um, doing business. Now, while I understand and hear what you're asking, whether it's tough, it's, um, it's, I don't see it as tough. I just realized that there's an outcome that comes from being the way I am, being values-based. My relationships, they're all based on values. And you know the good thing about values is, you know, the more you understand values, the more you understand that you do not necessarily have to align with everybody that shares similar values with you. Because sometimes people that have opposite values to you, they complement you. Mm. You understand? It could yes. be complementary, it could be detrimental, it could be collaborative. Right. So it's very important that we understand you know, what values will do for you and how to choose. It's very, very critical and very important now to create that framework to embed and keep people into. So with regards to it being difficult, you say, I have gone to places, so I have been in the midst of people where I've had to do business with and they're like, change the figure. I tell them I won't change the figure. Pata, pata, I won't do the business. It means I will not have the money. So once I understand the outcome from the choices that I make based on my values, I understand that there's a corresponding outcome that I'm going to receive. It means I'm not going mm. to have the money. What does that mean? It means I'm poor. Small. Can I live with it? Yes. If I can live with it, then I take it. So that's why I say it's, it's, for me, it's not difficult because I do understand that there's a price for being the way that you are. Once you are a values-based um, individual and you understand how to use your, drive, your values to drive your outcomes, it's just a question of choice. Just understand that every value you honor, it's reaffirming a, a, a value, it's supporting a value. And for every value you honor, there's a corresponding outcome. Make up your mind and make the decision. You understand? I, I have been carrying my hair straight. I, I will tell you this for a living. I've been carrying my hair, my natural hair. And if you've observed, I've been carrying, I pack my hair. So for about four years now, since 2016, I have been packing my hair. Just, you know, pack my hair nicely into a nice bun. And there's a, a reason for it. What actually started it was the fact that I had started this new business in 2016. And when I started the business, that is the values-based learning, I really did not, I didn't did have a lot of money at my, you know, available to me. There's a reason for that because I had been in another line of business for about 12, 13 years. So this was me starting a new business with almost zero to nothing amount of money. I realized that, okay, one of the things I needed to do was I needed to stop buying hair. Hair was expensive, right? So I was using my hair, you know, and, um, I realized I needed to stop buying clothes, I needed to stop buying shoes. Why? Because I had to invest in my business. So my values also taught me that everything in life is a process, that nothing happens overnight. And for you to go through the process, there's a corresponding outcome and reward at the end of it. I didn't like it. Again, there's something about values that will give you a conviction, right? To yes. feel, even if I'm not making the money, but you feel like, I, you know, there's nothing like going to bed at night and being able to sleep. Yes. And to remind me to, to, to reaffirm this through another story. And so okay. I don't pack my hair, or I don't use hair. I haven't used hair for four years. I started packing my hair. You know, when we're having events, and I'm with a group of my, some, some, some group of people, they will say to me, ah, this thing we are going for, you have to have hair. I say, why do I have to? Why is it have to? You cannot pressurize me. To espouse your values. But I don't say it in that way. It's a default for me. 
And that's why I said it's not difficult. I just understand that there's a corresponding price. That we go out and I probably will not be the most attractive person there. So what? Okay, so if I'm attracted, then what happens? What outcome am I trying to get out of being attractive in that particular instance or circumstance? What is the outcome I'm trying to achieve? If I don't have any, then you know, it doesn't matter to me. So when they mm. say, ah, we are doing this, you have to have hair this way, I say, nada, I'm packing my hair like this. I'm going to that place. If you don't like it, or you transform it. There's nothing I can do about it. You just have to deal with it. So yes, it is difficult. You find mm. that once you honor your value, one, you sleep in peace. The second thing that it does for you is that you understand by default, if I do not do this thing, I'm going to get a particular outcome. You might not necessarily like it, but you understand that, you know what, I can sleep with it, it's the right thing to do, I'm going to, I'm going to um, assist, uh, do exactly what I want to do. So the pressures that you've had, you have to be to face, when um, you were at the live, or you said you listened to the live event that I did with um, Bonus Mom, at Bonus Mom, thank you. <laughs> you know, and every time I tell that story, people say, were well, you afraid? I said, I wasn't afraid, I was convicted. I have a strong conviction. If I had to go to jail, you know, for you know that particular act, I would have gone to jail. I was not afraid because by the time you honor a value because of fear, it's not really a value. It's not a mm. value. And that's why when we're talking about in Nigeria, you know, in our nation, we are not espousing the values that by default you go to a space. I want to employ people. The first thing you're not thinking you're thinking about is how to change the figures, get somebody that is quack. Because you want to enrich your brother and steals for it's a different. You are not afraid of anybody, not because anybody, nobody is going to beat you for honoring you, you know those set values. You just understand mm. that means I will not be too rich, I won't be too famous, I won't be too popular. But then again, you ask yourself, what am I doing with those things? How yes. will it affect my own outcome? How will it yes. affect my life? Yes. So once you're clear about those things, you know you're. Dealing with people that lack integrity, they say to you, This is what I'll deliver, 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 this is what I'll deliver. You pay them money and suddenly they turn on you, you give a common money, and he finds it okay to take that money and walk away or do the job haphazard. Come back and tell you, uh, We need more money. The society has embraced it because we are driven by just get rich quick or die. Yes. How hammer. Well, yes, it's, it's, it, um, it's a bit tough, but it doesn't faze me because I sleep at night knowing that, you know, I, I, I have peace. I have peace, you understand? So I, I sleep easy. It's, it's, it's tough, but I do sleep at night. I sleep peacefully. I, I don't have to do my hair. I'm now so used to it. Somebody said to me the other day, ah, your hair is now a signature. I said, well, it wasn't meant to be a signature. <laughs> at the time, I needed to, you know, honor values that would help my business get to where it needed to go to. Yeah. I had a message, there was something I needed to do, and based on the values that I needed at that time, personal development and growth of my business, that was my focus. That meant that I had to put any money I had, nothing was as important as what, putting money, investing my money, because I said value is a currency. It is a currency. And so yes. I had to use my value, you understand, to purchase what I wanted. And 2016 mm -hmm. to now, Right now, if I don't even fix my hair, hey, I, I couldn't even care. It's, it's, it doesn't really matter. So, you know, those are the things that values, once they're well embedded in children, it would, it's just a default. You're not, it's not because mommy's going to smack me. Mommy smack me. Well, mommy doesn't need to smack me. No, no, no. I'm, I know what I want. I'm, I know the outcome I'm trying to derive out of this part, honoring this value. So yes. it is tough, especially in a society that dictates, you know, that, oh, no, once you, you, you have certain values, who here, who here, who are you, you know, where, you know, it's, it's conflicting. But no, 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 no. I continue to say to people that when people like us that, you know, are still big on values, even though we feel it doesn't help us, the truth of the matter is we should come together and form our collaborative efforts and push the message because if we don't make our voices loud, the voices of the people that can make their voices loud, we take over the voice, the, the hearing of what our children are hearing. And again, dysfunction, no matter how long it is functional, it can never be functional. Dysfunction yes. is not function. Yes. Dysfunction is dysfunction. And we must not allow the society to dictate to our children that the things that are wrong are suddenly right. Right is right. The right can never be redefined. Progress can never be redefined. Development can never be redefined. So nothing, no matter the technological advancement we attain, 
the truth of the matter is we need to raise children that are values-based, who understand how to create values-based outcomes. If the society is going to change, we must change the values, um, uh, values, the way we interact with values. It must be institutionalized, and people must start to take the conversation around values seriously. We cannot leave it to the churches alone, because even most of some of the churches, we, I question their values. I question the values that they espouse directly or indirectly, consciously or unconsciously. So yes, um, it's, a, it's a tough one, but I just realized that I will lose some things once I honor certain values, and I'm fine with it. I'm not materialistic, I don't, I'm not that materialistic, so mm. it doesn't matter to me, and if it's a business, I'll walk away from any, I will walk away from any business. I will walk, not because I have money, but so that I can sleep in peace. I don't want God to punish me. I just feel like God will say, hey, you, Zeni, that contract is 5,000. The balance money belongs to the children. That's why I feel genuinely that God will punish me. You understand? I feel that I will not be able to answer, answer I will not be able to respond to God when I get to heaven. I'll be able to apply that. Well, well, what happened was, no, so let me explain. Nah, it's not worth it for me. It's really not worth it. My peace is very important. Peace over anything. The good, the common good for me is a strong value. Service is a very strong value. Common good, developments, continuous improvement, you know, empowering people is very important to me. And I see that the more people you empower, the better the society is. Hmm. Hmm. Boy, I have so, there's so much in what you just said. Consistency showing up as your true self absolutely all the time and what i found is people will eventually they will have to adapt absolutely people um, adapt they, to me yeah they will adapt they will just know who she oh um, that's um, that's the way she in is. fact i'll tell you what happened recently so i i don't know this Christmas, I decided I wanted to do my hair, but I think, okay, I have, I have earned it. You know, I have suffered 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20. Okay, 2020, let me now do hair. I contacted a friend of mine. I said, I want to do hair. Do you know she actually said nonsense? Please get away. <laughs> she refused to sell the hair to me. I ended up braiding my hair. I was like, look at, I want to even spend money. You're telling me. I said, you know what, better for me. I really don't need it. You know, so mm -hmm. I had got it to the point where I had built that reputation as bad market. You understand? <laughs> yes, okay, fine. Yes, I'm bad market. I have to build my, I have a purpose. I need to build my trade. And the second story I wanted to tell you is, with regards to values, people believe that values are so, you know, the study, the study on values, they're so um, specific and now very technical that when we understand that there are some people that feel that to get money at all costs is the way to go. It is a value. It's a strong value and it will drive their choices. So I say that when you build a framework and you define your values and define the ethical standards to support the values, it's important that you to carry your children and your family and schools you carry children and their team members along on the definition of those ethical standards to support those values. Because when we are in class, you know, and we're talking, that's when I'm training young, um, young graduates. And, you know, they say to me, I ask them, what do you say about girls that, you know, I call them sugary days, you know, like that sugary situation they were going to put me in while I was in school. What do you think of them? And they say, oh, those girls are nasty, they are this, they are that. Why? And I say to them that um, it's a real value to them. It is a real value. It is a value to them. And they believe it. And every choice they make is driven by those values. Now, how they adopted it, it came from somewhere. Yeah. That makes them believe, and that's why when you said um, the society, you know, at the, your first question to me, we, we pick those things from the society, and that's why we talk about chicken egg. Parents, sometimes parents um, um, communicate that those things are okay. For example, in those days when we were young, you can't come back with a flask that is no use. You go to school with your flask, you return with another person's flask. They will ask you how you made that mistake. How? Yeah. You will be beaten. In fact, your parents will take you to school and embarrass you in school for that, right? But 
it's so different right now. Parents are really busy, and we have to acknowledge the fact that the role of women in the society is now more defined. In that women want to pursue their purpose, we find that the population of the world is becoming more, and we need more hands on deck. So that means the role of women has, you know, everything is changing. Yeah. So there has to be a framework that will help children now learn the values that their parents learned from their family structures, which was different when their families learned it. So one of the mistakes we are making is we are doing things the way we knew it without yes. understanding that the society has moved beyond that stage. We are not where we used to be. Communication is different. Everything is so different right now that we can't afford to do it the way we used to. Children have access to the internet. They're smarter than us. They're very, yeah. very intelligent. So we need to become more ingenious in the way we embed values in children. Definitely. And I think creativity comes plays Absolutely. a part to it as well. Absolutely. Um, yes, I, I totally agree with you. And that just leads us into you know, what you are doing and what inspires you to create Captain Ax um, Excellence um, series. What inspired you to, to do that? KG, that story is, mm. like I said, I started training youth couples, right? I, was, I started out with youth couples. The funny thing was, nobody wanted to pay for those training. And I said, oh, I want to teach them values. They look at me and say, oh, we all have values now. I said, okay, no, no problem. You people don't want to learn values. I will train you on form. I will use it. I will do it on my cost. So when I started out, I did plenty of free trainings, but good enough or good a thing. I had um, people who believed and supported us. And that's 2016 that, you know, we really needed to create some kind of intervention with our values um, learning and values focus in the country. So a few months i'll get some companies some individuals i'll say i'll pay for 10 youth couples i'll pay for 15. so i had to train 30 every month 30 every month and you know why i trained this so i started out with young professionals i noticed that young professionals there was a disconnect when you're teaching them everybody you ask them what do you want to do i want to work in this place most of the females wanted to get married Everybody just had that default consciousness of wanting to just be comfortable and make money, but nobody wanted to pay the price. And, you know, I said, okay, maybe I've gone too far up, that I should come down. That is, I should now start to teach youth couples. Maybe if I catch them just before they go into the marketplace, then it will be easier. KJ, I got there, it was worse. I would tell you, couple to please, um, um, if you earn 80,000 naira a month, that's for 27, 26 days. Calculate how much you earn if you work for eight hours. Calculate your money to the hour. You see, when your value is well embedded, when values are well embedded in an individual, they understand that they can't afford to waste their time. And that's one of the reasons why I say values is not for morality. It's not to make people moral or immoral. Once you embed the right values, you will find that someone that is values-based will be driven so much by the things that they need to get done that they won't have time to be moral or immoral. They will go to the internet and they will pursue and seek the things that will help them achieve certain goals. You understand? Yeah. So I found that they were not able to calculate their money. But they would tell, I asked, how much do you think you should earn? So I think I should earn 300,000. I said, if you have 300,000, I'll write out quickly, what will you do with 300,000 today? They were never devoid of what to do with the 300,000 in paper. And I'll say to them, sit down and generate three. What, what are the things? Just give me three things you can do to generate 300,000. The way you've just spent this money generate. Think of anything. And then I realized that tomorrow we'll say that uh, we have uh the society is not working we have poor governance when you don't know how to create you don't understand the principle of generation you understand the principle of consumption but you don't even understand the principle of generation you are the people that are going into the workplace to solve problems for the country this is a problem how dare you you can't spend 300k on paper in a city you cannot Think you are devoid of the practicality of solving a problem. You can't even provide a solution in mm. any area of life. But 
you know how to calculate and you don't even know how to calculate your money how much i know how much i earn per hour every hour i don't sell it because i know, how, I know what i'm losing i'm very clear if i don't sell this amount this is what i've lost if i don't if i've lost this then this cannot happen you know, and, you know, when I calculated that I spoke with the youth coppers, all of them wanted to work in mobile, you know, blue chip companies, multinational. How many multinationals do we have in this country? How many of them can absorb the millions of graduates that we churn out on a yearly basis? Every year, new private schools are being um, um, started. Where, where are they going? Where, where's the work? What work are they coming to do? When most of our sectors are broken down, non-functional, they were functioning up to 20 years ago, but they've been run down by leaders who do not understand that their place of leadership is a place of service to create, to expand, and to onboard the younger generation. Yes. So, did you fear me? I feared. I was very afraid not afraid i was afraid i said ah i thought that you know speaking to young professionals i had gone far i dropped i dropped the ball lower so why what, what are you reading in school why you, they can't even construct a sentence what, what am i even talking about it was i was afraid i was scared i said what is going on what is happening and um of course, we got a few um, odd um, graduates that knew what they were doing, knew what they wanted. But you could just see this movement of, just they were just moving, not sure, uncertain. And these were brilliant people with potentials. Brilliant, intelligent, wonderful, magnificent people. If only they had been taught a cause, values creativity, responsibility, diligence, focus, wealth creation. Oh, that was all. All the mathematics, they just, you know, it just rubbished everything. My background is law. It just rubbished everything that I knew about formal education. I was like, the purpose of education is to enlighten, to solve, and to create. And if we're not doing that, then why are we educating people? Why do we keep churning them out? And um, I realized that we had to, you know, start from, you know, we had to, you know, we had to create a structure, and we had to start creating new role models for children. We need to change the narrative. Even if the government, they're not paying attention to the fact that the curriculum, even if you trace the history of our um, curriculum and how it came to be, you will see that it's faulty. That our curriculum is not tight fit to address the needs of our society as it is. To create true problem solvers and leaders who understand the place of problem solving, wealth creation. And I said, okay, so of course I had done National Service Excellence Initiative and Inspire Excellence Initiative, and those platforms were focused on um, helping industry leaders redirect the way they approach the teachings, what the, the personal development training for their staff, that the needs assessment should be focused on values because I felt that there needed to be a collaborative effort at every level. Everybody start teaching values. Everybody starts prioritizing values. Let's start teaching people values because we lack a service consciousness. We lack the ability to solve problems. We don't understand why we work. What we want is go to a place where they will give you money and it is easy. We are looking mm. for the, you know, it's nobody's fault. And I'm yes. not saying it's all of us, but we, we the foundation, the curriculum yeah. has not really taught us how yes. to live independently. And the, the dependency rate in Nigeria is about 97%. And what do I mean by dependency rate? I mean that um, the amount of people that are dependent on the few people that are working, it's a 97 or 87%. I checked that data about um, wow. a few years ago. That wow. is the rate. Everybody working. Not many people are working, but a few people working are carrying yeah. balancing over a hundred people. And these yeah. are able-bodied people who have high potentials, but don't know how to channel those potentials. And values, like I said, values, once you embed those values, it will direct your course. It's just going to chart your course. So um, that was how I decided that, okay, if I was going to start in primary school, 
going through the curriculum, the drama, you needed to act a whole Nollywood production. It was very hard. I'm not an actor. I don't want to act films. I just understand problem solution. Problem solution. What solution can I provide? How can I bridge this gap today? What you can do is start to tell stories that will embed the values that you think every Nigerian should have that should address the things that are important. One of the things I believe should be important for the average Nigerian child from the age of six is to understand unity because we're a very diverse country. Very diverse. How many languages do we have? How many tribes do we have? Our land mass. We are so unique that we need to first of all understand the place of unity. We need to understand patriotism and love for country. Then we need to understand the place of authority. We need to understand obedience, honesty. And so I put together a book that would also um, resonate the love for country, the love for this country, you understand, in the children. And um, that's why you see at the, in the, on the face of the book, you have the coat of arms. We should have patriotism, um, you know, loyalty, affiliation to those things are critical let's first of all understand because nigeria is the vehicle that we deliver every citizen to their destination so a child born in nigeria and in 1980 the same age same time with another child born in america you will find that their environment will affect their outcomes yeah it, they are, the, the environment affects so we need to create an environment in nigeria that enables children to start to thrive and they need to grow up with that consciousness a child by the age of seven eight in another country with a different set of curriculum because even from primary school the education system pushes them to understand you know and of course no education system is 100 percent perfect because as we yeah. read you know on many of them there are flaws here if it is not working for the society first of all it's a problem so we even need to go back to the drawing board if we are almost the um, um, world's capital, poorest capital of the world, we need to go back to the drawing board, right? So I put all those things together, the magic ball, so that children get into it. You know, the affiliation. The school in Abelkuta that I took, that's my best school I for now, Fulham School in Abelkuta. When I had to go and do a presentation with the book, children were Captain America, Iron Man, you know, Alice in Wonderland, and they were everybody, but there was no Nigeria, no Nigeria. You know, where, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? What are we espousing? What are we telling our children? In the book, we had to put Ahmed, Ngechi, Ivie, and Tomiwa. Why? Because, you know, we are in this together. We are all in this together. We need to learn to love each other because we need to get to the place where we do, we, we operate a meritocracy structure. The people that deserve to work in certain places, they are the ones that should get the jobs because my, we are in trouble as far as I'm concerned. And so that's how I sat down. I said, okay, just we could write that book, you know, put all those things together. And of course, we have six titles, and each title is focused on something specific. So the first title is uh, focused on those foundational values that I think the child, Nigerian child, should have and understand. The second book, that's Captain Excellence and a Little Big Orange Creativity and Resourcefulness. We are very wasteful. And we do not um, understand that the things that we see were born out of the things that were not seen. And there's mm. now that need to start to teach children that nothing is a waste. You have to ch channel everything that you have, turn it into something. It is useful. That is potential. It is money. So we use the orange, you know, as a way to show children that you can, if you, whether you like orange, you don't like orange, you can use it to do a multitude of, okay, if you don't like it, make money out of it. Mm. If you don't like it, can you channel it? So, you know, a framework will help children, you know, well, we're, we're, we're not talking about a framework today, but you know, those things will help children instantly. Oh, I don't like, oh, mommy, I don't like this thing. Okay, I don't like it, so what can I do with it? You know, it will arouse curiosity, critical thinking, and then um, uh, creative, creative thinking skills in them once you embed them in the proper, proper values framework. And so we have, we have done only two books and we have the workbook to measure its impact on the children. Now, what we do with the public schools is that um, we know that um, everybody's trying the family unit is trying, the society is trying, we are all doing the best that we can. Yet we know that we still need more intervention in the public schools. We need more of those children, one, to start to read, and two, to espouse values. And so we serve as an intervention for the public school space. 
What happens is that the children of the rich in this country can afford to take their children out of the country. When you take your children out of the country, then who are you leaving behind? You're leaving the children from the public school structure. And they're the ones that take on... I mean, I think I heard that um, some MCOU or more had written a book on leadership. You understand? Not that it is wrong, though, but, you know, when you start to find that the people that are occupying the seats in politics, public office, they are the people that are here because that is the job that they have available to them. Now, if we want to bring everybody apart, it has to, it has to be holistic. We have to create yes. the public schools along with the private schools. And yes. so we um, created a structure that helps um, us intervene and allows people who believe that values-based learning and education is critical to our development in long-term, sustainable and long-term development. We create that platform so that they buy into the project and then we are able to distribute these books to the school children and then we okay. go there and we have conversations with them. We um, Now, when we started that, we wanted to intervene with the teachers, but you know, they wanted us to do everything. And while we don't mind doing everything, the truth of the matter is, for now, we, are, we can't afford to um, create some intervention for the teachers because anybody that is espousing values to a child must also have values. You can't ask someone without values to give values to somebody that you know, does not understand values. It's impossible. There again, we said, okay, so we will still not relent. So we have started with Ajegu Mea. We wrote the book in 2018. In the whole of 2019, we were able to distribute about 11,000 or 10,000 books. And we resumed again this year because we didn't do anything in 2020. Uh, we resumed again this year. And I think by the end of this month, we'll be done with Ajegu Mea. So it's part of our intervention to ensure that it's a holistic structure that we are running. We have the framework, we have the workbook, and then we have the books that we give out to the children in um, the public schools, we sit with them, we address them, we go back to, um, speak. okay, so in Ajegunle, what we do with the books is that they take out 10 minutes during their break to ensure that the children right. read, you know, the teachers support the children reading the books um, for 10 minutes, so they take out 10 minutes from their break time. Even when you get to the public school, you realize that even literacy within the public school, it's, it's really poor, and the intervention from the private sector is really critical because the government seems to believe that they don't have money, and without money they can't do anything. But I dare say, money is not the first thing. The first thing is a willpower and intent, and a clear goal and an outcome that you want to derive from that goal. So that's what we are doing with the public schools. Hmm. Wow. There's a lot of work to do to be done. Thinking about it, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, how could we collaborate with you? You know, there are people listening and going to listen to this live later on. Um, I really, really, really want people to support what you're doing. Um, individuals as well as organizations out there. Um, and I just want you to just tell us ways in which we can do that. How can well, we support what you're doing? For now, the... What we the only um, platform we have for is a, we call it a shippers community, and we'll be bringing everything out, you know, gradually. It's shippers community, and it's just a book drive where we ensure that people are clear. This okay, I want to train children on values education here, or I want the children in a particular local government. So we've had people get books and take it to their villages, a few schools in their villages. Then we put them through how to. You know, you know, communicate the message of values and start to embed it. Values education is not a one-day affair. Yes, yes. You just yeah. start once you create that framework, and you start to keep people into it. But for now, when the children see the book and we have conversations with them and they see that oh, there are people in here, you know, that look like me, that this can be me, then you know, it inspires them. And you know, we do believe that the government will get on board gradually because we are. You know, we are creating opportunities and avenues for conversations and the importance of carrying um, through everybody along on this project. But for now, it's just through the book drive. Anybody that believes, oh, I want, you know, to support children. So when people buy books, we recently, I'll probably put the picture up today, we sent 167 books to um, the academicator in Wari. Um, sometime last year, and they are using that book. So he says, so he put up something on his page where, you know, they 
took one particular topic or achieved his honesty and he shared with, with the children. So basically for now, if anybody would want, if you believe or any organization believes in values-based learning and education, then we serve as an intervention to create that framework for, to ensure that you embed those values for the children through our books, our workbooks. So you buy the book, the workbook. If you want us to train some children on values-based learning or values-based education, then we're available. So we do the training for schools, we do it for parents, and then we have a 32-week curriculum for children that is coming starting in April of this year. It's a, like I said, values is not a one The values we teach must teach children cognitive, social, emotional, and behavioral. You must teach them to know the value, to become the value, and respond consistently in line with those values. Because until values education targets those three aspects, it's not fully embedded and the child does not respond by default. He does it out of fear or he's not sure my mommy said this. He doesn't, it's not, he doesn't understand how to use values to start to make choices that will drive outcomes that are beneficial to him and for him to thrive in You can support the children, you know, buy the book. If you want us to go one step further, buy the book and a workbook for three children. If you want us to go a step further, then say, okay, we want to do the whole framework for 25 children within an area. Yeah, so those are the intervention levels that we have. Because I, I've got, I've got Johnson, Johnson and Noel in the comment, they're saying that he wants to support with some books. So if people want to support and contribute some you know, finances towards it. Maybe they're in their diaspora, they're not actually in the country, but they want to contribute and, and, you know, support what you're doing. How do they do that? Do they go onto your um, Facebook page? I mean, not Facebook, sorry, your Instagram page and maybe send you a message? Yeah. For now, um, we, yeah. it's, we're, we're going via DM until we become electronic. That's when our website is um, available and you can okay. get all the information that you want out of yeah. the website. Should be out at the, at the worst case, it's just been just, just a bit of delay back and forth, tweaking one or two things. It should yeah. be out soon. For now, last year we had so, a young man, he really wanted us to, he wanted to, he was really key to intervene so um he reached out to us and we're able to i think he got um, a number of books it's part of the books that we recently distributed when we resumed in february so yes for now my dm is open anybody that wants to intervene people have called i'd like to buy some books for children i'd like to do this. so until we create an electronic structure which makes it easier you know, for them to for the process and for us to scale then um for now you just have to dm me and then we will get those books out to the children as soon as possible so I'm, I'm doing a call right now to everyone that's listening, listening to me. It is important what our sister is doing. She's doing a great work and we need to support it. So I want you to flood that DM, flood it. So we can get the books out there. You know, I know that, I think you've spoken about this before, that some of the communities created like a, a book club for children living within um, in rural areas where they can come together and have that book have access to that so you know we can we can really really drive this and push this forward so i i really i really want everyone to you know dm my sister how much is for one one book one of the you know captain every book is 2500 so i'll tell 2, you an interesting story i yeah. um ship a child was a response to covid for us because we were not retailing we're not in any bookshop because you know we had a goal an outcome we want to flood this into the schools in every state you know and start yes. to push values education so yes. Shipper Child was in response, okay, now COVID has come. How do we continue this message? Okay, we've not really focused on parents, you understand? We've not targeted parents and, you know, because parents, like I said, the values-based learning is a, is a holistic, collaborative effort. Yes. And it should yes. target, you know, the whole, the whole um, pyramid. Everybody should be involved. So because that was our first year, so 2019 was our first year. In 2020, we were meant to onboard parents, but COVID came and then we just had to, okay, how do we do this? Go into Shape Your Child instantly and start to, you know, retail. So we've never retailed. And this is the season. Is That's between May when we started Shape Your Child and now is the time we retail. And in opening that retail market, we realized that, you know, there was a huge opportunity.
opportunity there and that there were also parents who were very keen adults and people like you yourself i have met so many amazing fantastic wonderful you know people that you've given you guys give me so much joy you understand because i thought i was a lone voice in the wilderness but you know opening shape a child i realized that we are many and if we come together and we collaborate, we stick together, we make our voices loud. I say it's the person that shouts the loudest that they hear. If we continue to shout values and scream values and institutionalize it and put it right, within another five years, you will find that things will start to change in the society. Change starts with us, with me, and then with other people. So um, Chipper Child was just a response to, uh, it's, uh, that's when we actually opened our retail arm. So we're still you know, working things out and trying to put everything together, but I'm sure within the shortest possible time, we would um, definitely you know, have that um, well arranged. So yes, we, we, have, we are now creating that platform for people to donate, you know, if it's 10 books, 50, 30, 20, because we are selling in you know, large quantities. So yeah, we, we are now excited to know that more people are really eager for us to create a values-based society that actually, where will we have leaders or create and generate leaders who are values-based and who understand how to move Nigeria to where it really needs to be tomorrow. Fantastic. Um, do you want to share your your um, in, your Instagram page? I think it's shape. Shape a child. Shape a child. It's shape underscore. I'm just, at shape underscore a underscore child yes actually let me see if i can put it on here yeah we are shaping molding changing the narrative disrupting dysfunction and we're trying to make sure that dysfunction does not become functional dysfunction will not become functional we're not going to rob our children the right to become the very best to try in the 21st century too much is going on in the world and we need more creators. We need more creators. We need to, you know, bring out the best in our children and we have to do it through a values-based framework. Yeah. Definitely. And we're supporting you all the way. So I'm calling all on the, all the parents in diaspora. I'm calling, you know, all the parents and not just parents, individuals who are aligned to this vision to go onto your Instagram page and send you a DM and contribute something towards um, the vision, towards um, purchasing books to be distributed all across the country. Um, I just want to say thank you very much. You. You've given us so much, so much gem, so much knowledge today. We, you know, I um, I really, really appreciate what you've done and I really appreciate it. I'm supporting you right behind and I know when Thank the website you. is up and running, that's like it. We it's it's a we're on we're just going forward and we will be able to make payments online. And if you can, you know, when the website is up, um if you can, you know, commit to a monthly um, you know, yeah. subscription yeah. of some sort and just keep the cash flow flowing through so that the work can reach far and beyond. Um, yeah. We will really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sis. Thank you so much for doing Peter. this. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. You. thank yeah. you. And I thank you to the community and thank you to everybody who supported, called, you know, sent yeah. me a message, featured me. Thank you so much. KG, I love you with all my heart and I always love you. And to everybody who joined us today, thank yeah. you so much. I really appreciate you guys. We need yeah. to create a values based society. We need to get it right. Yes. If you're 200 million, we cannot go like that. No, we need to get it right. And let's push, use your platforms to speak values. Use your yes. platforms to speak the things that are right. This function will never become functional. Right will never be wrong, regardless of how long or how many people are accepted. Let's do the right thing by the children. Let's do right by our children. Let's do right let's by do, Yes, let's do right by our children. Let's do right. So that, let's yes, do right. so in 30 years' time, we'll absolutely turn things around Absolutely. like we said it's not a, a one day um, no, it's not one do day. it now no, it's, and it's leave it it's consistent we're rebuilding we're rebuilding we got here rebuilding. the way we are in the country now it was a consistent yeah it was consistent actions that got yes. us here so yes. if we're going to get out we need consistency yes. and yes. we need more people to come on board and stay consistent yes. this function will never be functional it will yes be it will never be functional. Not on our watch. Not on our watch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, 
you know, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone from Taiwo, from Chi, from Dio. Let me just go through the list. You know, we've had loads of comments in here. Sorry, I've not been able to um, go respond to the comments from Tolu, from Cobbler, Care NG, from Taiwo. Uh, Taiwo's a friend of mine. Thank you, Taiwo, from Maureen, from, you know, I am Chike, Shola, Ehire, Rem, sorry, I can't pronounce that. But yeah, for, for everyone who's tuned in, thank you so much. Thank you, sis. Catch up with oh, you thank later. You. Have a lovely evening. Thank See you, you later. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye.